Pastor Sandra tells it like it is. My teaching is entitled, Why Did You Laugh? My text is taken from Genesis chapter 80, and my read is from verse 1 to 15 of the New International Version, and I read, The Lord appeared to Abraham near the great trees of Mamre while he was sitting at the entrance to his tent in the heat of the day. Abraham looked up and saw three men standing nearby. When he saw them, he hurried from the entrance of his tent to meet them and bowed low to the ground. He said, If I have found favour in your eyes, my Lord, do not pass your servant by. Let a little water be brought, and then you may all wash your feet and rest under this tree. Let me get you something to eat so you can be refreshed and then go on your way now that you have come to your servant. Very well, they answered, do as you say. So Abraham hurried on to the tent to Sarah. Quick, he said, get three seeds of the finest flour and knead it and bake some bread. Then he ran to the herd and selected a choice tender calf and gave it to a servant who hurried to prepare it. He then brought some curds and milk and the calf that had been prepared and set these before them while they ate. He stood near them under a tree. Where is your wife, Sarah? They asked him. They're in the tent, he said. Then one of them said, I will surely return you about this time next year. And Sarah, your wife, will have a son. Now, Sarah was listening at the entrance to the tent, which was behind him. Abraham and Sarah were already very old, and Sarah was past the age of childbearing. So Sarah laughed to herself as she thought, After I'm worn out and my Lord is old, will I now have this pleasure? Then the Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh and say, Will I really have a child now that I am old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? I will return to you at the appointed time next year and Sarah will have a son. And Sarah was afraid, so she lied and said, I did not laugh. But he said, yes, you did laugh. So the Bible let us know how Papa God made a promise to Abraham that he would give him a son. And this promise, children of God, was promised to Abraham and it goes way, 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 way back. And I am going to show it to you in a minute. In fact, I'm going to show you how the promise is also tied up in the seed Abraham sowed when he handed his tithe to Melchizedek, the king of Salem. So turn your Bibles to Genesis 15, chapter 15, and I read. After this, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your, your very great reward. But Abram said, Sovereign Lord, 
What can you give me since I remain childless? And the one who will inherit my estate is Eliza of Damascus. And Abram said, you have given me no children, so a servant in my household will be my heir. Verse 4. Then the word of the Lord came to him, this man will not be your heir, but a son who is your own flesh and blood will be your heir. So can you see what I'm saying, children of God? Papa God's promise to Abraham, Eliza of Damascus will not be your heir. Papa God says, I will give you a son who is your own flesh and blood. He will be your heir. Abraham still had doubts. The Bible went on to say Abraham still had doubts. And so Papa God took Abraham outside and asked him, look up at the sky and count the stars. If indeed you can count them, then he said to him, so shall your offspring be. What happened next? The Bible let us know, verse 6, Abram believed the Lord and he credited to him as righteousness. What about you? Do you believe God? Sarah, Abraham's wife, did not believe God. And that is why she laughed and lied about it. So this is what the teaching is all about. Why did you laugh? And I can just picture Sarah saying this time of my life, I've passed my sell-by date, followed by her sheepish sigh that speaks her comments. Is this guy crazy? I haven't even got a period. And I like this because I like the way Papa God steered it back, shined the light back on her, spells it out. To her in verse 14 is anything too hard for the Lord Papa God said to Sarah I will return and I like that because he was emphatic he said I will return to you at the appointed time next year and Sarah you will have a son so this teaching is for Sarah's the Sarah's or the sexes who believe they have passed their cell by date because Sarah is basically just a spirit, children of God. I'm sure you know that. Sarah means male and female because um, not only female that goes by this, but there are um, male, male, um, that male sexes that goes, um, have this issue as well. Believe everything is dead and there is no hope for them. So... This message is not only for Sarah's, but it's for everyone. This teaching is for people who believe your dreams cannot come to life or exist again. This teaching is for you if you feel your marriage cannot come back to life because it is dead or your relationship with God is dead and your relationship cannot come back to life. It is dead. Career can, cannot come back to life, cannot come back. It has expired with malfunctions and old age. Aspirations are dead too. Late, to, late starters. Late is too late. No hope of growing anything. No restoration, renewal or touching. Too late. Cannot be realized again. The time for what I wanted to do has elapsed. 
Children of God, I have come to announce to you the devil is a liar and a fraudster and it is not over with you until God says it is over. There is nothing that is impossible with God and the key is, do you believe? I repeat, there is nothing that is impossible with God and the key is, do you believe? So, Sarah believed her body was old and she had passed her cell by date. But God did not see that. Yes? God saw her as the woman with the promise. Yes? And all of us, we have a promise. So God saw Sarah as the woman of the promise. The only woman that he designed to grow God's promise seed to Abraham. God's promised seed typifies his son, Jesus the Christ. And no other woman was going to grow the seed of promise. People make all kinds of statements like, my body is too old and decrepit, I'm full of pain, I'm crumbling, everything is breaking down. But the Holy Spirit wants me, children of God, to tell you, yes, the Holy Spirit tells me to tell you, children of God, don't put your investment in the graveyard. I heard that loud and clear as I was preparing this, this little um, teaching to you. He said, tell my children, yeah, the Holy Spirit tells me to tell you, children of God, don't put your investments in the graveyard. What do I mean by that? Your talents, yes, your gifts, your abilities, skills, capabilities, your ability to write a book, your, your ability to draw, your, your um, 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 computer technology, accountant, um, techno, your accountant um, skills and abilities. your talents, your skills, your capabilities, your capacities, your dreams, purposes. Don't put them in the graveyard. The graveyard is the richest place on the face of the earth. That's what the Holy Spirit tells me. The graveyard is the richest place on the face of the earth. It's not the banks or the, the financial institutions, the stock exchange or the IMF the one that bails, bails you out when you're in trouble. They are not the richest places on the face of the earth. The richest place on the face of the earth is the graveyard. He tells me that I heard that loud and clear because there are many talents, many gifts, many abilities, skills, capabilities, capacity, dreams, purposes that were never realized. Greatest scientist, the greatest doctor, they are in the graveyard. Because why? The gifts, their gifts were never realized. So the Holy Spirit sends this teaching to warn you, don't kill them off. Yes? Don't kill off your God-given talents and gifts and abilities. 
Don't, don't, don't allow the, them to be buried in the graveyard. Don't give up on them. You can use what happened to you to also self-inflict. And, and you can use what happened to you to destroy your gifts and your talents. You can use your affliction to harm you uh, in, 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 in being disobedient and non-compliant to the will of God and be rebellious to the will of God, unruly and insubordinate. God is going to use what happened to you to relaunch your child of God. Yes, what the enemy meant for evil, that is the very thing that he sent to kill you or to destroy you. God is going to use it. Yes, to make you great. He's going to use it. God, Papa God is going to use it for your good. He's going to use it to relaunch you. The abuse, the exploitation, the neglect, sickness and disease that, that the enemy sent to finish you off. And, see, and he thought all was dead and done. God is going to use it to dust you off, dust her off. God is going to use it to turn your mess into a message and to make your name great. The graveyard is the richest place on the face of the earth. Don't put your investment in the graveyard. You won't get any dividend there, child of God. Because the Bible said there is no life in the grave. So don't get involved in hopeless gangs. And don't get mixed up in the wrong crowd. And don't engage in the wrong association. Because there is no life in the grave. And I wanted to do this from I was a teenager, some of you might say. I wanted to, 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 I had this in me from I was a teenager. You can still go back to school. You can still go back to college. You can still go to university. Sarah had a baby at 90 years old. Yes, that's why God used Sarah to show you age is just a number. Yeah. Sarah had a baby at 90 years old. The Bible let us know. Abram believed the Lord and he credited to him as righteousness. What is righteousness? The right way of doing things. Believe in God first. Give your life to Jesus and he will direct your path. Follow him. Trust him. And all you need to do a job. Raise your family. Serve God. Um, God gave it automatically to Abraham. Abraham called it righteousness. The right way to do it. The right way of doing things. That's what God gave to Abraham. He gave it to him, to Abraham, to do it. And Proverbs 14, 34. Righteousness exalts a nation, but sin condemns, seems Sin is a reproach to any people. And so I'm going to stop there today. And next week, I'm coming back to show you how the blessing was tied up in the tithe that Abraham gave to the king of Salem. Amen. The king of Salem.
the king of righteousness. The Bible said Abraham tithe, gave him one-tenth of his tithe. So next week when I come back, I'm going to show you the same seed, how it's tied up in the tithe that Abraham gave to the king of Salem. And so, Papa God, thank you for this teaching and for opening the eyes of my understanding into Sarah's love. I ask you to turn every disbelief, doubt, concern, insecurities, uncertainties that any child of God may have like Sarah into faith. Turn it into trust. Turn it into confidence in you. Let them tap into the supernatural abilities that you have given to them and and for them to believe that there's nothing impossible that you cannot do for them and with it. Let children of God take hold of this promise. Let them take possession of it. Let children of God become what you have ordained them to become. In Jesus' name, amen. And I'm going to close here for now, children of God. I'm check out and just to ask you as I've done each week to please forward your text not text your this message to your contacts and share it with them because faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God and you might never know when you pass it this might be the turning point for someone. They might listen to it. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word and it will cause a change to their situation, to their circumstances in the name of Jesus. As you do that, you will be propagating the gospel of Jesus Christ. God bless you. Until next time. Pastor Sandra checking out.